Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast. Amazing what gets the text line going. Heroes and villains. We've had plenty coming through, but more suggestions for the 25th wedding anniversary present. Mm. I can assure you of that. Put your hand in your pocket and take her to Qualia on Hamilton Island. Qualia is beautiful. It is a lovely spot. Yeah. She's a a platinum is a silvery colour. So platinum and diamonds. That's platinum the suggestion from Phil. Uh, others have suggested you should ask Singo. As opposed to getting to 25 years, he's getting to 25 wives. That's not from me. That is not from me. Quick to judge, aren't we? Uh, what else have we got? Yeah, date to, date to the tennis, sporting events, those sorts of things have been suggested. But I feel as though there's more in that for you. I don't mind this one. Look, it's always the man because over the last 25 years, think of all the silly things you did which he has supported you all the way with. That's very true. That's very, very true, very, isn't it? She deserves more than silver, now uh, that I think she about She does it. deserve more. She does deserve more. Stu Clark might have a suggestion for us. Stewie, great to have you on the line once again. How are you? The cricket has been, well, I wouldn't say ultra competitive, but entertaining throughout the course of the summer. But more importantly, we have a 25th wedding anniversary coming up, <laughs> and Loz is at a loose end. Morning, boys. I was just listening. I... Uh... I don't have the first idea, actually, Loz, but I don't, whatever it is, Loz, I, I'm going to say don't get paid to a sporting event. That sounds horrible. <laughs> How long have you been married for, Stewie, now? Uh, it'll be 20 this year for me, yeah. so, so I'll you, have to come up with something. Yeah, you're your hand in your well. pocket as well, too, yeah, you Big 20 year, mate. <laughs> Stinge? I don't know. I'm, I don't want to give all my ideas up. If I tell you, you'll use it. Have you started stuff. planning it? <laughs> Five years <laughs> of planning. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, have we come up with any? No, a bit like Lawrence Nothing. I'm putting it to open line. See what they come up with. Hey, I've got a pro- I've got a bit of a problem for you here, Stu, because twentieth is actually more significant than twenty fifth. You're looking at Ooh, you're looking that one. Hell, <laughs> that's good. You're looking at emerald. Oh, emerald. Yeah, emerald. Right. right. Take it to emerald. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yes. Whoever that is, darling, I'm going to spend money on you. I'm going to buy you emerald. I mean, uh, to all the people at Emerald, married. please forgive me for this, but I think she'd be a touch disappointed <laughs> if you were to do that. Uh, maybe buy an Emerald instead. <laughs> Mate, the cricket. So the West Indies, we've seen them. We saw them last year. Uh, we only got through two and a bit days there in Adelaide, which was disappointing. But like Pakistan, I feel as though they brought the right attitude. They just don't quite have the quality to match it with Australia. What have you made of it so far? Um, well, obviously, I don't have the quality. They weren't uh, they weren't anywhere near where they needed to be. I think it's probably unfair to, to group Pakistan in the same category as the West Indies. I think Pakistan they had some players, they had some fight, and they uh, they, they, they held their catches. They would have been far better in the game. The West Indies, oh, look, they, Shamar Joseph was you know he was a breath of fresh air, but quite frankly, they they're just not in the same league as the Australians, and and certainly not in their batsmen cannot deal with. You know, the four bowlers that Australia have, the three fast bowlers, Nathan Lyon. But, but that said, there aren't many countries in the world when they come to Australia that have any chance against Australia, the way uh, those four guys bowl. The wicket wasn't the probably the best as well for, for batting. So, you, you know, you want to be, you know, a little bit, I suppose, tempered. But it ain't going to get any easier when they go to Brisbane this week. Especially under lights up there. That could be really tough. On this attack, Stewie, and... Um, oh, it's always a tough conversation, but where do you rate this attack? These four guys together as a combination, where do they sit in regards to, you know, the greats that we have had? Well, you, you, you've got to put them in the conversation. This has been sort of floating around some all summer. You know, are they as good as 
McGrath, Lee, Gillespie or McGrath, Gillespie, whoever, and obviously Warney. But I mean, statistically, they've played the most matches together out of any te- um, any quartet. They've got more wickets as a quartet together. They've had more success as a quartet together. So when you start looking at the actual outcomes, mm. um, you know, you start sitting there going, well, maybe these guys are as, you know, they're the best we've ever had. But like anything, you, people will sit here and, you know, how, how can you have a best ever quartet that doesn't have Shane Warne in it and or Glenn McGrath in it? But yeah. it, it look, you, you just sit there and marvel at what they're doing and how well they're doing it. Um, and there is no opposition, with the exception of probably India and India, that have been able to match Australia here. Yeah, I, I think if you asked any batting lineup, would they like to face a team without Warne and McGrath, they would accept that. Fair mm. call. Fair call. You'd say, yeah, yeah if I don't have yep. to face Warren, I don't have to face McGrath yep. in Fair any call. attack. I, I, I'll face these four. Yep. I think that's the yeah. way. Uh, Fair like you wouldn't be, not that you wouldn't be scared, but you'd be mm. confident maybe that I can play these guys a lot better than I could play a Shane Warren or play a Glenn McGrath. Well, I think this is the conversation we, we had earlier this morning about team sport, right? Uh, uh, no doubt. I think as a batsman, Glenn McGrath, if I look at these three quicks, Glenn McGrath would bowl me more balls that would have my name on it in regards mm. to that perfect ball that I would nick or would get me out than these three. Yeah. I, I would fear mm. Glenn McGrath would bowl that Jaffa more than these three, yeah. and then I would fear Shane oh. Warne would get me out more than Nathan Lyon. Yeah. But as Stewie just mentioned, as an attack, 100%. these four bowlers together just seem to know how to take 20 wickets. Been awesome. If it's not... Stark on his day, yeah. then Lino gets a yeah. few. If it's not Cummins, it's Hazel. Like, yeah. together, and, mate, they all play for New South Wales as well. So they've spent a lot of time together. Mm. I think that's the other thing you take for granted. It's, you know, it, it, this this has been... Yeah, these yeah. guys have been... Yeah, the ups and downs, but they've been pretty good from day one. Yeah, no, they've been they've been amazing. They have you been know? amazing. And they're all they've found... Like, in particular, Nathan, he, he struggled when and he first Lino, started He couldn't in. bowl over the wicket when he started. Yeah. To a right-handed <laughs> batsman, he, I was captain. He, he said, oh, pup, oh, I don't feel calm. I go, what do you mean? But he's playing for Australia. Yeah. There's rough outside off, spin back in to hit off stump. That's genuine right arm off spin delivery. He goes, no, I don't feel comfortable. So I said, okay, stay around the wicket. So for the first 15 test matches, 20 test matches, he would bowl around the wicket yeah. only. He didn't want, like, I'd have to nearly make him bowl over even for a few balls and then go back around. Yeah. He learned his craft at the highest level, which is so underrated. Stu, this is maybe mixing politics with sport a little too much, but we've had so many texts come through this morning. We are playing heroes and villains, so maybe it incites a little bit of this um, nature from our listeners. But a lot of discussion about Cricket Australia and avoiding the term Australia Day for a sport that has really lent on... Uh, camaraderie, the nationalisation, Australia, the brand, mm. the zinc, the green and the gold, it does kind of fly in the face of that. Can we get your thoughts on on that standby CA? Oh, <laughs> um, look, this is such a different... There's, there's so many different theories on this one and there's so many different reasons to and not to and you'll get the older school that'll say, no, let's get on with it and the, the modern generation... Um, don't believe we should be celebrating the 26th of January. Um, oh, this, is, this is a really difficult one. And I, I read that, I only read the article this morning when I was sort of having my cornflakes and thought, oh, I, I don't know if I agree with it. I, I'd imagine most of the listeners don't agree. 
that would be my guess. Um, but look, it's the way the modern world is. I think it's probably the easiest way to describe it that people don't believe we should be celebrating Australia on the 26th. And again, it, look, I, it's it's a very um, there's two schools. There's two. Um, it's almost like two age brackets. Older school don't worry about it. Younger, the younger modern generation don't want to do it. So. I'd imagine maybe they spoke to the players. There's some players in that group that don't agree with Australia. I know that. We've seen that with the girls. We've, we've probably seen that with the boys. So um, they're probably taking a little bit of feedback on that and then coming up with that decision. Uh, the saying, don't mix politics with sport, it is an impossibility. Oh, mate, it is an impossibility. And we can't be selective. No. <laughs> you don't yeah, want to mix it's... politics with sport when? On Wednesday, but on Friday you're okay yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah. You that, can't pick and choose. Like, and... The, the players, players are far more... They're far more uh, adversarial when it comes to this type of stuff. Now they're prepared to have an opinion, even if they don't. Even if Cricket Australia said, "All right, well, we're not going to talk about this." Everyone's got their own Twitter and Instagram account now. Yeah, um, exactly. they talk about it, so it's not possible. So, whilst we shouldn't, and we, again, we sit here and say, you know, as an older generation, I consider myself in the older generation. No, 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 it's sports very pure. Let's play sport. It's just not the reality of what happens in life anymore. Stu, if you were to design an Australian summer. So this has been a big discussion point as well off the back of Perth's disappointing turnout to their test match. The first test, I think it was 16,000, 17,000 on day one. There's a lot of discussion about the ideal format. So if you could have a five-test format, let's say two before Christmas, Boxing Day, I dare say you're not going to move, and New Year's Day seems to be a lock as well. Mm. Where would all of those tests be, and who would host the day-night test if there is to be one? Um, I, I think the test match need to culminate, as my personal opinion, by the way, that need to culminate on the at the Sydney test match. That needs to be the final test of the year. Um, it's the way it always it's it's been the most successful. So your five tests are, you know, the, you almost use the Ashes format as the the prototype. Now there's some future tours programs and there's all these other tournaments and World Cups and everything that go on. But um, the Ashes tour is sort of Brisbane, Perth, Adelaide, Melbourne, Sydney, and that's the way it finishes. And then you go into your short version cricket, where the used to be, remember the old tri series, you know, whatever the cup it was, where you, you know, three teams, had, two teams had come out and everyone would play a round robin type thing. That's probably gone. So for me, that the big bash would then be in January, and it'd have its own window where the Australian players play. Um, and I, maybe they missed the first one or two games, but they certainly played the majority of them. And if you want to have some one dayers after that, well then you have them in February. Um, that that seems to be. Look, it's not perfect by any means because it's really putting the one day as right at the back of the year. But if they if Cricket Australia want the Big Bash to be a success, they've got to find a way to make the Australian players or have the Australian players involved. The IPL works that way with the Indian players who only ever play one T20 tournament, the IPL, um, and it's successful. We've got to do the same if we want to be serious about that schedule. And we had uh, we we're in Adelaide, and even the, the South Australian Premier said they need a test match before Christmas. So there's no point putting their test match on now, no matter who it's against, because people want to have some certainty and some surety. And when you do your NRL draw, people, one of the great whinges is people want to know what the draw is, you know, a year out. Well, why can't we have the cricket draw? We could have it three years out if we really wanted. Because they don't want to offend certain states that are going to miss out, is my guess. Mm. They'd hear about it for... 18 months instead of a couple, but here, here on the Adelaide Test, I look forward to an India Test and an Ashes Test pre-Christmas day night. Sounds fantastic. Stu, catch up in Brisbane. Good boys. Speak soon.